I want to talk in, in this segment, we're talking really about profiling somebody at their best. And, and it's really kind of what the show is about. We kind of profile people at their best and people maybe not so much at their best, right? And try to come up from away from that with some understanding of what makes somebody, you know, better and how can other people get better if they're not there already? Better meaning what, you know, what does best look like for you? Could be different for everybody. But uh, for the purposes of this conversation, uh, my guest this evening um, is profiled uh, as an individual who uh, in his day job, uh, represents uh, many, many constituents. He's a politician. Uh, but as part of that, uh, took it upon himself, found the gut-wrenching energy and strength to share his struggles, mental health struggles, uh, with those that he works with in Manitoba. He actually was uh, in front of legislature, I believe, and shared this uh, information in the Legislative Assembly in Manitoba. Um, and his name, uh, for those that don't know, his name is Bob Legacy. And uh, Bob is a representative for Manitoba's Dawson Trail. And the article goes on, there's an article here that sprung this to our attention. Manitoba politician reveals sense of hopelessness in a candid story of recent mental health struggles, he shared that with the CBC. Now, this is a guy who I've gotten to know just a little bit. Uh, being on CBC is, you know, or on any network is certainly coming from what he calls himself a backbencher, um, from the back to the front. Um, and doing so puts himself uh, in a difficult spot. Um, I'm sure we're going to get to that in just a second. For for someone like me who suffers with anxiety, anxiety, OCD, and ADD, you know, for me it's easy to talk about because I do it for a living. It's part of my whole life. But for others, maybe like Bob, not such an easy thing to share. Uh, Bob, thanks for joining us this evening. I hope I I did you justice. Well, thank you for having me on the show, uh, Bob. Let's get let's kind of get to it. Um, we'll get to the actual elements of what makes you you know, not feel well sometimes. Uh, what made you decide one day to get up and tell your colleagues and, and those that you that you work with on a daily basis that you're struggling? What motivated that? So part of the motivation actually started on Facebook. Um, I started to realize that I was stuck in a cycle of, of self-harm. Uh, my thoughts were very suicidal. I wanted to, I was actually elaborately plotting out how I could end things for myself and it wasn't just like one thing that brought me there but it it was just this whole entire well things that kept piling on me whether it be family or work or all these things and I think I just got to this point where I felt extremely hopeless and in my particular case I have a very public platform where I can talk to others and encourage them and and kind of say you know what it's okay not to be okay it's just not okay to go through it alone and i i think for me i felt like i had to go through it alone there for a bit when you say alone bob um family friends those close to you they were also uh, kind of in the dark yeah i think my wife always kind of knew that i would struggle with things especially because i am diagnosed adhd mm -hmm. and i wasn't taking anything for that adhd so it kind of, she, she knew I was me. I tended to be more outgoing, you know, joking all the time. I'd always have a smile on my face, but I think she recognized above all that I kind of had these dark moments. Uh, and I think it really hit her the day I just came into the coffee shop and cause she owns a coffee shop near me and I just started crying. 
And I think she then realized something more was going on. So for the purposes of sharing with our audience, it, it's, it's, you know, the fact that you have ADHD, I have ADD. It's yeah. typically, typically that's not a diagnosis that generally compels one to feel suicidal. Um, ob- obviously there has to be some depressive stuff going on there as well. Is that fact? Is that a fact, Bob? Well, ADHD and depression do go hand in hand. Yes, they and, do. Uh, yeah. And I think that's what people don't understand. And in my particular case, and I, I genuinely feel a little bit bad about this, although I shouldn't, once I started treating the ADHD, I was able to break some of the cycles of those thoughts that I wanted to self-harm or that I wasn't worth worth being around or I wasn't worth living, you know, those, those things kind of went away with the treatment so Wait, what can you describe the treatment what uh what yeah helped I, I'm what's, actually, been, what's been helping you yeah i'm on a concerta med so it um it's already helped within an hour and there i even questioned if it was having a bit of a placebo effect yeah because you know you're always harder on yourself you don't want to accept that maybe it is helping so it did a little research and it turns out that uh concerta starts working within an hour if you need it so um Okay, so taking a pill for it. What yeah. else? Are you doing any talk therapy? So right now it's only been about two weeks I, or maybe even a week since I shared it. It feels like it's been a lot longer. I do have a therapist that I can go see when I want to see him, and he's very accessible even to the point that I have his cell number. So he and I can chat. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily fully ready to go talk about it with him at this point simply because with the med the dark thoughts seem to be manageable or gone to a degree so i'm not i don't want to pretend to be your therapist but you know it's all good you got a guy with four 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 decades of experience so i gotta jump on this right Um, all good so the meds are great for the symptoms yeah the talk therapy helps you deal with where it comes from yes so it's it's good now that you got the tummy ache under control now you got to figure out what you're eating that gives you a stomach ache. So that I don't I don't want to yeah. get into it, but that's I, I highly recommend that if you got somebody that's available that you can talk to, you know, no harm, no foul. You've shared it with the world already. There's no shame yeah. at this point, right? Okay, well, cool. It, I, I don't think it's even a shame thing for me. I think it's more the fact that there's just been so much that's happened since yeah. this broke, yeah. and I'm just trying to step back a little. Well, first of all, uh, best thing to do is take a breath and just remain in the moment. As you know, I'm yeah. sure you've been told that. Uh, stay in the moment and just kind of breathe through it and just remind yourself. Um, and, and and I don't know if anybody's told you this, but I'm going to tell you this. What you're doing, this is superhero stuff, buddy. And I know people say, no, don't make me a hero just because I... No, I'm telling you, this is superhero stuff. When it, It's one thing for someone to share at the office, share with their family, maybe share with their buddies on the hockey team that they got some issues. Even that's kind of a, a real stretch, but for someone in the public eye in you know, that's in the public on a daily basis, who I'm sure already gets a lot of attention for the kind of work that you do and the platforms that you stand behind um, to stand up and say, Hey, um, not that I'm, you know, for you to have said, Hey, I have some mental health issues. I need some time to work them through. You know, that would have been more than enough, but yeah. to talk, talk about self-harm, going that deep, that dark, you know, talking about self-harm and being able to share that for the sake of benefiting others 
and you and I both know, cause we have mental health issues. When you yeah. share that with others, you actually start to feel a little better about yourself too. Right. Like that helps yeah. us. So, yeah. Okay. But yeah. to be able to do that, that's, that's the stuff superheroes are made out of. So I want you to recognize that. I want you to pat yourself on the back. And when you think that you're crumbling a little bit, just recognize how strong you really are. So do you think that there's a stigma that's still attached to this when you, when you shared it, did everybody go, Oh my God, I can't believe it. This is like unbelievable. Or, are people now starting to understand that these kind of revelations of both public and private aren't such a big deal? Yeah. I, you know, so I'll just go with the lived experience of what's happened since the statements been out there in the public and so on. Yeah. we got about um, a minute. Okay. Well, I've had people reach out with some positive stories, especially right. um, about how it's affecting and helping them in their lives. But you also get that negative end of things where, of course you do. And and I recognize just because of my past and history that that's coming from a place of trauma and that they are not necessarily upset with me, but it's something in their life. So that triggers it, them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my guest is Bob Legassi. He's the representative for Manitoba Dawson Trail. He shared in legislation in the legislative assembly, excuse me, that uh, in Manitoba that he uh, was struggling with mental health issues and not the kind that, you know, sort of just kind of stuff keeping me awake at night. He was talking about having thoughts of perhaps ending his life. He was giving it some serious consideration. It's only been a couple of weeks and he shared it with the world. He's now a little overwhelmed by everyone who's reaching out some good, some bad. And by the way, all of you negative folks out there that have anything to say other than something nice, like my mother would say, you don't have something nice to say. Don't say anything at all. Bob, welcome back. So great to have you. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, that um, you have a semicolon on your thumb. You mentioned that yeah. to, our, to our producer to remind you that the story isn't done. Um, yeah. I'm 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 interested in that in that um, in that uh, imagery and what that does for you. Yeah. So this actually the semicolon during the pandemic was tattooed onto my thumb. Um, partially because some of my family members, my immediate family members, one of my daughters, well, two of my daughters ended up having some mental health issues and, and they were severe enough to the point where they're now on meds to help them get through that. Um, and it just kind of piled on me. And I think the thoughts were there. Well, I'm not going to say I think the thoughts were there. These thoughts have been with me since I was a teen mm -hmm. and probably even earlier, if I want to think Absolutely. that far back, Absolutely. right? Yep. And it's not blaming anyone. It's not saying that someone else did this to me. It's just part of my existence that I didn't feel comfortable enough to share even with my own family, you know. So these, my girls started struggling and I thought, you know, you guys are the most important people and you're young. There's so much before you. There's so right. much out there, you know, yeah. let's it's not over. It's not over. So I started looking into what the semicolon was about and it really stuck with me. So, yeah. So, um, you know, that there's something to be said about, um, uh, genetics as it relates to mental health. There's a lot of studies out there. I don't want to get into it, but, um, you know, it's likely that, um, your kids may have some genetic disposition yeah. or it might just be learned behavior based on watching their dad for so many years. Right. Um, yeah. and, and, and today I think young people anyway, are, are on the top end of their anxiety curve at the best of times. I think it's just a really yeah. tough time to be a kid. Um, Bob, you're, when, when you shared with the legislation, when you, when you were in this legislature and you were, you were sharing with the assembly uh, with your colleagues, what were you hoping to gain? What, 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 what do you think the takeaway was that you were looking for? And do you think you achieved it? 
Well, okay, so I guess it, it helps to come from the place where it started, I guess, for me to realize that something was wrong. And that really came from another member in the Legislative Assembly sharing uh, about a friend's story, Stasia, and how she lost her husband to, to suicide. And basically, I remember sitting in the chamber and listening to this story, and one of the lines was, you check on the strong ones. And I always, yeah. I remember tearing yeah. up at that point, right? And I thought, yeah. you know, I'm trying to present as a strong one, but it, it's kind of okay to crumble every once in a while. So I figured be, by being vulnerable and letting people know that even us in these positions that you think we're, we've got it all together, or you think we've got these magic wands or we can do, you know, these I guess miraculous things a lot of times. Yeah. Superhuman superhuman, right? We are. And and I think that's what people don't view when you look at politicians. You just see, well, we we have the stigma that follows us, but I mean I, I didn't go looking for this job. Yeah. Like this job came upon me. So and yeah, and I think that's probably contributed to the mental health over the years as well right so yeah no kidding especially for someone who doesn't really feel comfortable being out in the in the limelight so to speak yeah. through yourself in the limelight but uh, bob i, I want to go back for a second if you're just joining yeah, us by the way sorry. you're listening to at your best my name is yona bud like my guest is bob legacy he's a representative for manitoba dawson trail on the Manis manitoba uh, legislative assembly um i wanted to uh go back to you use the word crumble yeah. and uh that you know, for me, uh, talks, um, I think, a lot about uh, falling apart and not being able to put yourself back together yeah. versus versus being broken. Um, I think when if we look at situations where we're broken, we can glue them back together. When we crumble, it's kind of turns to dust. Um, do you feel that you've started to come back from that uh, broken place? Um, clearly, you have or you wouldn't have shared. Um, but is this is this whole process uh, giving you the. The, the, a little bit of strength that maybe you were looking for and realizing that now it's okay to talk about it kind of takes that monkey off your back, so to speak. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it, it's still so fresh. Like, and I yeah. think that's, that's part of the problem with what's going on for me right now is I kind of, you know, I appreciate that people are concerned about me and I appreciate that they want to know how I'm doing and, you know, they're reaching out and and the support, but I think in that, sometimes they don't realize that, yeah, I shared this very vulnerable thing, but I didn't do it for attention. I didn't want what came. I wanted people to be able to understand that it's okay, you know, to, to fall apart sometimes. And But you need to get the help you need because you're here for a reason. There's something miraculously you know, you're going to help someone. There's some little thing you're going to do in your life that's going to change it for someone else. And maybe in sharing, I was hoping that that's what would happen. I can't exactly give you the exact reason why I thought this would be a fabulous idea. Cause normally I honor others in that two minute that I talk about, you know, in, in, in the chamber, but it's never really about me. So, so did you, is this, did you, did you think about this ahead of time or did you just kind of get up and go, hang on, I want to share this too. I mean, yeah, what, it, what, what, what was the thought process or was it just, you just reacted? Well, so I it actually sat for uh, on my desk written for probably I'd say a week before. Oh wow! Yeah, and I kept revising it and thinking about it and coming back to it and just kind of like I felt you're saying I'm not going to use the word broken because it wasn't broken. I was 
I was at my lowest at that point. Like yeah. it just, yeah. and I thought, let's put this on paper. And the ADHD component to me, it's very difficult to sit and just yeah. write untreated, like without the meds, right? So I just kept going back to something that should take someone, I guess, 10 minutes to write. It took me probably a, the whole week to figure out. And, and and how did you feel while you were sitting in it for that week? I mean, it's kind of sitting in a, in the pool, yeah. of it, right? So that was it. That must've been a very difficult week for you in terms of anxiety and kind of a fear, the tears. fear, yeah. fear and what was going to come out of it. Um, but yeah. at the sa- same time, rather cathartic though, right? Well, yeah, it, it was my darkest point. I would say when it came to like, probably in my life, to be honest with you, because I can't go back to a particular like I can't think back to a particular time in my life where I've ever felt that hopeless that I was actively plotting how to end my life. Like right. it just, right. that's, I've never had that sense. And it, it was little things like songs, like talk and his, uh, the song about Mars there, like things like that, that were triggering me to cry. And it, it, there's no reason for that. Right. So right. Yeah, just the emotions were coming. There was a lot going on. And I think the release was kind of writing some of it down. Yeah, so. we talk we, we talk to people a lot about journaling and writing letters, writing letters to their to their bullies, to their to their uh, abusers and so on, writing letters to themselves, the old version of themselves, you know, new person, the new version of Bob writes a letter to the old version of Bob, kind yeah. of a, a dear John letter, so to speak. Um, but I want to flip the switch here a little bit because yeah. I, I get the drift. I understand. Um, I, I again I gotta just, you know, take my hat off to you big time and and uh, just thumbs up, man. You you're an absolute uh, rock star when it comes to coming out of a dark place and, and dealing with a really difficult situation yet sticking with the intent to share for the benefit of others not just you know to some degree i guess a little bit for you uh but we got just a bit of time left and and the idea of this show is to help people get to be a little bit better so how did you give us some some got a couple of minutes here give us some um some ways that you managed to cope uh with the struggles before and then since sharing so for myself when i was a kid um, my parents the stigma with the meds, right? It was not a thing they considered. So I learned a lot of coping mechanisms as a child and into my teens. And I think for the first time in my life, I had tried some of the treatments that were available in my early 20s. And those treatments, unfortunately, had the side effect of high blood pressure and those sort of things, which I already had a genetic disposition to. So a lot of me not wanting to seek treatment um especially for the adhd was this irrational fear that the med was going to somehow kill me yeah like i was going to have a heart attack or i guess those are my anxieties i'm talking about there exactly. um, i kind of giggle a little bit about it but it is it's 100 percent an anxiety right? right and so getting the help i needed was literally going to my family doctor and i can remember sitting in the room and thinking you know, I'm, I'm an imposter in here. Like, why am I even bringing this up? She's going to think this, this, and that. And, you know, all the scenarios that are going through your head that aren't factual. Exactly. I talked, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm just getting ready to wrap it up here, Bob. We're, yeah. we're, we definitely thank you so much for sharing uh, publicly and sharing with us here tonight. Uh, you know, anything we can ever do to help, we're here for you. Uh, talking to Bob Legassi, he's a uh, just one of those people who just takes it upon himself at any cost to try to make people's lives a little better. That's probably why you're a politician. Anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for being on the show.